This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode is with one of my best friends, Jessica Howell. She also does YouTube, so a lot of you guys probably watch her or follow her on Instagram. She is one of the most beautiful people I know, and I'm going to be cheesy here, but inside and out. <laughs> she really is just the nicest and sweetest person, and also she's just like absolutely gorgeous so if you guys want to follow her on instagram but anyways i am interviewing jess and i'm so excited because i just feel like whenever me and her get together and we talk it's just so light-hearted it's fun it's easy and this is what it was it was just a conversation that happened to be recorded on a podcast but she shares some of her best tips on how to start a youtube and not only just tips but kind of learning from her own experience so she shares her experience on how she started and we also talk about business because she did have an online store and she ended up closing that online store so we talk about that and why she decided to make that decision and how that is a really big decision to make. So I think it's a really, really great episode. A lot of you guys will love it, and especially if you watch Jess, it's just another side of her that you might not see necessarily on her YouTube channel or on her vlogs, but I don't know. It was just really fun, like, catching up with her. And before we get into it, I did want to thank the reviewer of the week. So thank you guys so much for always reviewing my podcast. It just really means a lot to me, and I feel like it's something that I never will want to take for granted, so that's why I always include these reviews of the week. This one is from Elizabeth, and she says, This podcast inspires me so much. I had heard so many people talk about Natalie, and so glad I finally checked her YouTube out. That led me to this podcast. Natalie is so real and raw, which is a breath of fresh air. Keep being you and sharing your passion. Thank you so much because I never know how people find my channel or my podcast or my Instagram. Like, I always want to know that. So, if you guys found this podcast through my YouTube, be sure to let me know. You can leave it in a review. You can DM me. And if you just found this podcast by other podcasts, I would love to know that even more because I just assume everyone that listens to this watches me on YouTube. But I don't think that's the case. I think I do have a lot of people that just found me on my podcast. So, let me know about that as well. Anyways, I don't want to make this intro super long. I want to just get into it because I loved this podcast with Jess. It was just so easy and fun, and I know that you guys will love it too. So let's get into the podcast and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tip are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last-minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. Hi, Jess. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be finally recording because we've been talking about it for so long. I know. Oh, my gosh. So we are going to start with setting the record straight. So this is just where I ask you some questions that are either assumptions or stereotypes or kind of true and false questions. And you're going to say what you think about it, like if you think it's true, if you think it's false, and based on your experiences. Okay. So the first one is YouTube is a full-time job. Absolutely. 
I mean, the video you just posted explains everything. Yeah. I swear when people ask what I do, I'm just going to start sending them to that video. <laughs> it's so good. Thanks. No, it really is. Like some people still are like, don't understand that you can get paid on YouTube. Some people still don't get that people do that as a living. I feel like it's so new that like half the people get it and half the people don't. Right. And I feel like it's people in our generation that get it. And then it's when, you know, older people ask, what do you do? And it's trying to explain it to them. It's like a headache because they're looking at you sideways. Like, what are these words you're using? What are you talking about? How is this real? I know. I feel like an easier way to explain it is just being like, uh, I help with marketing for some brands sometimes. I know sometimes. <laughs> right. I'll just make something up like that just to like avoid, avoid questions. <laughs> yeah. And moving around a lot is fun. It's so much fun. It's a little bit stressful, um, but I think it's like getting to experience life in so many different locations is something not a lot of people get to do, uh, but I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like you're one of the only people that, that loves moving. Like you like, get so excited. Moving. I know. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. I love change. I'm not a routine person. So like moving all the time is right up my alley. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. Fun. And planning a wedding is a lot of work. Um, I'm just going to say yes on behalf <laughs> of my mother because she's doing the majority of it. Um, but yeah, it is so much work. I had no idea. There's so much that goes into it. I feel like you're not a wedding planner person. You know, like I'm you're not, just like, yeah, no. I'm good with anything. Yeah, I'm so chill. I'm just like go with the flow type person when it comes to stuff like that. So you're not going to be a bridezilla. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. No. I'm so excited for your wedding. I know. It's going to be so fun. I'm, I'm like so excited for the trips and everything too. That's like what I'm looking forward to the most. I know. And I'm of so course, excited. marrying Brent, but the wedding part <laughs> is so stressful. And people don't take you seriously if you say that you do YouTube, like as a full-time job. Uh, I think it depends on who you're talking to. You know, mm -hmm. if people know about YouTube, they're going to have a lot of respect for you if you say you do it full time. Um, but if they have no idea, they probably aren't going to take you seriously until they know, you know, a lot of people are really ignorant when it comes to this um, job. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And being a YouTuber, you put your whole life on the internet. For me, I don't. So I don't think so. I honestly don't think, I think most people don't. I, I don't see how you'd be able to, you know, there's so much behind the scenes. Life is a lot. And I don't think, I think a lot of people are going to choose because you have control of what you put out there. They're going to choose not to put the things that they don't want out on the internet. On I think internet. that's one thing that is a huge misconception. People think like, oh, I don't want to do YouTube because like I would never want everyone to know my business or how do you feel like putting your whole life out there? But right. people don't realize that we don't show our whole lives. Like we really do pick and choose what we want to show. I mean, totally. Yeah. 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 I feel like so many people think like, oh my gosh, you have no privacy. You just put everything out there. But it's like, no, you guys see like 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And it seems like your whole life because you're putting um, all these different moments. But a lot of times it's like highlights or it's things you want to talk about or it's, you know, like I'm not going to sit here and uh, – film myself editing for three hours like they don't see all of that that goes yeah. into it you know but yeah no exactly all right so tell us a little bit about yourself so just like 
where you grew up, where you went to school, anything that you got or that you want to share? Okay, so I grew up um, in Michigan, and I actually maybe this is why I like to move. I lived in a bunch of different houses throughout Michigan, so I stayed pretty much um, in three towns. They're like north of Detroit, Rochester Hills, Oxford, Lake Orion. So I grew up there, um, and I played sports all through high school. I went to Middle Tennessee State University um, on a full-ride scholarship to run track. I also cheered there. I also was you know, just, I know. It's like, athletic. <laughs> it just goes on and on. So I was trying to double major for a while. My schedule was crazy, um, and it was a lot. But now I am graduated. I'm done. I'm doing full t- full YouTube full-time, and I'm um, – currently living in Florida, Bogotan. I wanted to take a minute to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Care Of. Care Of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. You take a short quiz and answer some questions about your diet, lifestyle, fitness, and health goals, and then Care Of puts together a personalized plan just for you. With back-to-school season approaching and getting back into a routine, give yourself support with a boost. Whether you're looking for energy, better sleep, to maintain stress, or something else to help you feel your healthiest. You answer really easy questions like how much sleep you're getting, are you looking for more energy, do you need something to help support weight management, healthy hair, skin, nails, it gets so, so specific and so personalized. And with so many different vitamins out there, it can be really hard to know which vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care makes it really easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. The individually wrapped vitamin packets are now made from compostable plant-based film that meets the same safety standards so your vitamins are kept fresh while now being better for the environment, which I really, really love. I love getting them at my door and the fun personalization that says your name on the package makes them so fun and unique and they're really portable. So whenever I'm traveling, I just make sure to throw some in my carry-on so that I never go without them. For 25% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter real real at checkout. So that's takecareof.com and enter real real. And that's spelled R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L, just like the podcast. For 25% off again, your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and then enter real real at checkout. Now let's get back to the episode. And you did track and cheerleading, you were saying. So mm-hmm. how and you tried double majoring. So <laughs> first, what did you major in? And then like, why did you decide to do two sports? I feel like most people, one sport is enough. So <laughs> why did right. you do, decide to do both? So, okay. So my whole life growing up, I was a competitive gymnast and that was my passion. Like I loved gymnastics, everything about it. I loved everything that went into it. I traveled every weekend for meets. I was – and when I say gymnastics, I don't mean like the classes that everyone does growing up. Like I did it competitively. So I was like a level nine um, when I had finished, when I like decided to hang it up. Um, So it really was my life. We practiced five to six hours every single night. I was like, oh, my gosh, nine years old in the gym that long every night. Um, So I'm used to the busy schedule. I thought that was normal because it was all I knew. Um, And so then when I eventually started running track, I also was playing volleyball and doing cheerleading and doing anything that I could do if I had the time to do it. 
And so that's kind of how that started. So track really took off for me, and that's how I ended up getting a scholarship. And when I got to school in Tennessee, I knew no one. So I moved, you know, 10 hours away from friends, family, um, at 18 years old, knowing no one. Um, And my track team was amazing, and I loved track so much, but I was not passionate about it. Uh, But it was getting me through school, you know, and you can't pass that up. So um, I wanted to get outside of my circle and meet new people. And that's when sophomore year I decided to join the cheerleading team um, at middle. And I met a lot of really great people. And I mean, I can't even – I'm thinking back to college and I'm wondering how on earth I had the time of day to do what I did. Like it was like three practices a day for different things. It was like classes in the morning. It was study hall. It was like thing after thing. I I mean, I don't know if I could do it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, how did it. you, how did you balance it or how did you manage it looking it, back? I honestly, like if I didn't learn time management in college, like I don't know where I would be because I mean, I'll just give you like a really quick day in the life, like wake up, morning classes, um, you know, what get time did you wake in. up? Probably around seven. I always had to take 8 a.m.s. Like in college, you know, people are like, don't take the 8 a.m.s because that's like so early to people. Mm-hmm. But I had to because like we had afternoon practices. So I like couldn't get around it. If I had to take a class, I had to take it in the morning. Getting homework done in between then and then. Uh, track practice always started at three. It would go till five. We would go from straight from there. The whole team would go to the um, weight room and we had weights for an hour. Like that was just like weight training that didn't count on top of like our practice time. Um, And then after that, I would try to get a bite to eat. And then cheerleading practice started at 8 p.m. I don't know why it was so late. I was thinking about this last night. But it started at 8 p.m. and it went to 10 p.m. every night. So you had so I'd be, track and cheerleading at the exact same time. It wasn't like off seasons. Right. They were The practices were all through the whole school year, both both of them. Um, but it was like off seasons for a weekend. So like during football season, I'd be traveling for cheer. But then when football season was over, track started. And then I'd travel every weekend for track. That's insane. That's so crazy. And it was a lot. When did you start doing YouTube? Did you start in college? So I started my senior year of college. And were you still having um, this crazy schedule? Yes. Yes. Wow. How did you – Well, it wasn't as crazy because, you know, senior year yeah. is not as bad. But I was doing YouTube because I, you know, was, like, excited about something new. And I was super passionate about it. Still am. But, yeah, I was, like, juggling everything. It was a lot. That's really, really insane. So that honestly proves to people like you don't have an excuse for not starting if you want to because you have time. Exactly. You just have to make time. No, I tell my brother that all the time because like he wants to put up videos, you know, and you're just like, you have to make time. Mm -hmm. People have, I mean, there's people out here with full-time jobs that also have kids that also, you know what I'm saying, that are out here still producing content and really you just got to be passionate about it and It'll come. Yeah, I think a lot of people think it's easy and then they'll start and then they realize that it's not that easy. And if they're not actually passionate about it, then they're never going to make the time because there's always going to be something else that you want to do more. Like you'll want to hang exactly. out with your friends. You'll want to go out. You'll want anything else. <laughs> you know what? Exactly. I feel like not many people want to sit down and edit for three hours on a Saturday no. night or whatever it is. Right. Unless you love it. Exactly. 
And <laughs> why did you start making videos? Like, did you watch a lot of YouTube in college or? Yeah, I think that's honestly why I loved YouTube. I watched it nonstop. I learned how to do so much. I think that's what uh, started my love for it was being able to look up a makeup tutorial and like follow along and like learn how to do. And I'm a very artistic person. So it really started with like the makeup. Like I loved watching it, going out and buying all the products that everyone talked about. It was a lot of fun. It was just a hobby. And I think I thought, you know what? I really want to do this. I think I can do this. I think I can bring a lot to the table to teach people. And that's really what started it. Did you start with makeup videos? You know what? I didn't. I really? I started doing basically what I'm still doing now. I just am being myself. Like I'm just like doing my – like I was vlogging back then. I did do makeup stuff, get ready with me, a lot of fashion hauls. Yeah. No, I feel like back then though, vlogging was not as popular as it is now. So you're kind of like ahead of the trend. <laughs> I know, but back then vlogs didn't didn't. They weren't the move. People weren't watching them. <laughs> I know. So you they were probably like, what is this girl doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, now like that's all I watch. Like I don't watch makeup videos anymore. I don't watch fashion videos. I like when they're incorporated into a vlog, but I right. like mainly mm-hmm. just watch vlogs. I love vlogs. I've always loved them. I think it's so interesting to see what people are doing. They're so raw. You're seeing people that you look up to, you know, without makeup on and like living their life. Yeah. And I think it's really great because, you know, the lights and the cute outfit and the cute makeup is like really fun, but it's also not, you know, people then tend to think we're in our houses like looking like that 24-7 filming these videos and like in a perfect life. No, totally. And when you started YouTube at that point, did you know that it could be a business or did you kind of just start it because you were bored one day? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. had no idea. Like I didn't even know what it meant to monetize. Like I was like, what does monetize mean? Yeah. (laughs) Monetize your channel. I'm like, what am I doing? I mean, you know, I'm always asking you so many questions. I still don't know what I'm doing, I feel like. (laughs) Yes, you do. No. (laughs) It's one of those things that you learn along the way. And I feel like so many people think that they need to know everything in the beginning. They're like, oh, well, like I don't know how to do this. So I need to learn that first. But it's like, no, you learn by doing and you learn by like that's posting crappy videos and getting better. And <laughs> I think that's like the perfect way to put it because people do. They are like want to be fully educated on something before they do it. But you just you can't. You have to take chances. You have to just learn as you go. That's how you uh, get better. Yeah. And how so you posted your first video did you start growing your channel kind of immediately or was it more like of a slow pickup? Because you started fairly recently, right? Like three years ago? It, yeah, three, two and a half, three years ago. I mean, it feels like forever ago, but I guess when you look at it like that, mm-hmm. it you know, it didn't happen overnight. That's for sure. I mean, I remember even a year into it thinking, you know, I'm putting all this time and effort into these videos and I just feel like, you know, not a lot of people are watching and it didn't matter to me, to be honest, Mm -hmm. because I was having so much fun doing it and just meeting people through it. And it was just like, it wasn't about the numbers to me, really. Yeah, I think that's also the best way to go about it because you should have fun filming. And like, I honestly love looking back at my old videos. They're kind of like home videos to me. You know, I'll look back at like my college ones and I'll be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I remember that week or just like how times have changed too. You really do have just like a real of your life honestly on the internet but it's nice to look back on incredible 
Yeah. Yeah. And I always think too, you know, like how cool would it be like if our moms or our grandmas had something like this Mm -hmm. where we could like look back and see how they were at our age. Exactly. Like I think that would be so cool for our kids and our kids' kids to be able to one day look back at this content and I mean, I just think that's incredible. No, I totally, totally agree. I hope that YouTube never dies out and that they never like shut off their videos or anything like that or shut off their website because right? I will oh I will goodness. have to download all of them before that happens. Yeah, I have all mine saved in case. Like I'm planning. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready for the shutdown? <laughs> yes. I need to do that actually because I just like delete mine when I <laughs> whenever my st- oh my when my storage is full I'm like all right well it's already on YouTube so I'll delete it so yeah I have, that's true that's I have true. to go back and like re-download all of them <laughs> YouTube to MP4 <laughs> those like sketchy websites and like <laughs> re-download those that's great and I know that you have a really engaged audience on YouTube and Instagram and a lot of people don't have that like a lot of people might have the subscribers and the followers but they don't have as high of engagement why do you think that is for you like do you think it's something people can work on do you think it's just natural or like I don't know do you have any tips that's like a hard question um I feel like for you, just as an outsider, as a viewer, you're very, very personable and you're very yourself, like you were saying, like you've been yourself since the beginning. So I feel like people just know you and they think of you as a friend versus a lot of people like at first they'll try to be someone they're not because they think that's what's going to get them views. But like Mm -hmm. you've just been like unapologetically yourself the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's super important because – I mean, you can, you, if you're trying to be someone else and, you know, I feel like people can pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being yourself is going to be what's going to genuinely, I guess, grow you. I mean, I I hate to talk in terms of like growing or engagement or like truly, I think it's just like you said, being yourself, people are all about, you know, everyone's like, oh, relatable. Like, what are they like? Hashtag relatable. Like what people say these days. (laughs) Just like when you meet people in life, you're going to click with certain people, right? Like I might watch someone's video and I might not really be able to relate to them, but so many other people in the world are going to, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I think my audience um, and the engagement I get are all girls uh, my age going through things that I'm going through, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who like to keep up and, you know, we like to talk and all of that. So maybe that's why I'm not sure. No, that's so true because so many people, especially on YouTube, I feel like there's a trend on like the relatable, like quirky, awkward girl, you know what I'm t- saying? Like that, like is super popular right now. But a lot of people I feel like are doing that because they think it's popular. Whereas like right. not – yes, of course, some people relate to that obviously. Like, But at the end of the day, people are always going to relate to you even if you're just like working a nine-to-five, even if you're going to school, if you're unemployed. Like there's always going to be people that relate to you. So there's no point in trying to be like relatable by being right. someone else, if that makes sense. Exactly. Right, exactly. Because there's so many different audiences out there, so many different people watching things out there. And you're totally right. Like you can only pretend to be someone else for so long until I mean, you are who you are. That's yeah, you can't change that. So. And I feel like YouTube is a job that doesn't turn off. Like you can't just like flip a switch and be like, all right, I'm off of work today. Like it's not like that because we're always posting. We're always vlogging. Like even if we're not vlogging necessarily, like you're posting on your Instagram story. And yeah, that's not technically work, but 
that's still like your brand, you know, like people are seeing that, that follow you. So it's not exactly. like a job that turns off. So it would be so exhausting if you had to keep pretending to be someone that you're not and you just like have exactly. have to post those certain stories or pictures. Like I would hate that personally. Oh my gosh, I know. Because I mean, our personal life is our work. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like I, I don't turn it off. I'm up until 2 a.m. every night. And when I get up, I'm doing stuff constantly throughout the day. So I couldn't even tell you my hours, you know, if I really broke it down and said, and you know what, I might be out here doing fun things, but you know, you're vlogging while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so you're constantly doing stuff in your real life. And it's also work. Yeah. So it is it, it really is like, it's such a blessing to be able to do that. But it also is a lot of hard work as well, which I feel like people don't understand. Yeah, 100%. And you also recently started a clothing company called Rush and then you put it on pause, right? Did you put it on pause? Did you close it? Or I said I put it on pause and I think not having it um, this past year, I've done a lot of thinking, a lot of research, and I think it is. Rest in peace. Okay. (laughs) Rest in peace, Rush. (laughs) So what made you realize that you should like end that business. So Rush was for, you know, anyone, everyone listening that didn't know what it was. um, Rush was my online boutique that I started. How long ago did I start that? Um, Was it kind of in the beginning of your YouTube or was it? Because by the time I met you, you already had had it. Oh, did I really? Yeah. When we met, you had had it already. (gasps) Really? Mm -hmm. And we met like that long ago? Over two years ago. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah, I did have Rush open for a year because I remember celebrating the one year thing. We had a huge event for it. It was so much fun. I loved Rush. I loved all the girls I met through it. Um, I learned so much. You know, I didn't go to school for business. So again, it was a learning process the whole time. I think it opened my eyes to the different businesses out there. And although it was Um, a lot of fun. It wasn't something I think I became as passionate about because it wasn't my label, you know, my clothing. It was a boutique. So, you know, if you walk into a boutique, you're going to see all the tags of the clothes have different brands. You're going to get good quality stuff. You're going to get bad quality stuff. You're also paying a lot of money because you didn't create these clothes to buy these clothes to then turn around and mark them up and sell them. And I just, I... Over time, I kind of struggled with that whole concept of that, you know, I'm not creating this yet. I'm, does that make sense? Oh, I completely get, I mean, me and you are like on the exact same page right now because I also have an online store and that is something like I have kind of put it on pause indefinitely. Like I, I, I haven't like announced that it's on pause, but I haven't really been. Oh, (laughs) we're getting up, we're getting deep here. (laughs) I haven't been like updating it because I'm trying to figure out what the next steps are for it. Exactly. And like, and you know, it did really well. But when I say really well, I mean, like, you can't make a living off of, you know, an online boutique, unless it just takes off. And I still you know, what? I still kind of wonder how people do that. I don't know. It's a lot. It's, it takes a lot to do really well. I feel like you need to have a huge inventory for it to be paying a reasonable profit to live off of, for that to be your exactly. only income. Because if you think about exactly. it, you're buying a top for $25, you have to buy six of them, and then what do you sell it for? Like 
60 bucks the top. Right. And I mean, if those six don't sell, then you still have other costs per month. Like you have to hold the website up. If you have employees, you have to pay them. I mean, even if you mm-hmm. have like a brick and mortar store, like a real physical store, I mean, you have so much overhead costs with that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is definitely hard, but if you have a large inventory and then you sell majority of those, then it's easier because you get a higher profit, you know, but yeah, no, I completely understand. Like it's easy to make a profit, but it's not that easy to make a profit that you can live off of. Exactly. And it was just the fact too. I mean, you know, we, we did the same thing, shipping out everything yourself Mm -hmm. and having the time to pack all of those orders. And then you want to put on top of the fact that I basically move every single year Mm -hmm. and I basically will be moving, um, because of, my fiance's job every single year of my life. Yeah. Uh, that you just, it, it would be too much to pick everything up with me, take it, you know, be switching my address every five seconds. Business licenses are different in every single state. And it would just be a lot to handle uh, for not as big of a reward, I guess. And I wasn't as passionate about it as I thought I would be. But then, you know, do I regret it? Absolutely not. It was such a learning experience. It opened my eyes to what I do want to eventually do um, and things like that. I think that's something that I was struggling to come to terms with, like putting it on pause indefinitely because I'm like, oh my gosh, I failed. Like I feel like I've failed doing this by like not making a million dollars off of it or whatever, you know? No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, it's a le- learning experience. But yeah, no. It just says everything. It's 100% a learning experience. And I think just the fact of starting any business, if you make any sort of profit, that's already a success. I mean, even if you don't, like just learning is a huge success. So exactly, I don't know. That's something I've struggled with thinking like, oh my gosh, if it didn't like take off, then I'm a failure. But I've kind of come to terms with you learn a lot from it. It's a I mean, I learned so much about business, like starting a business, opening up a business, getting all the paperwork for it, as you know, like it's a huge headache that a lot of people don't know about. And that's, I feel like I was really great for me personally. I don't know how you felt, but I was so great at like the marketing part of it. And then the actual like shopping for the clothes, I I, like didn't really love shopping for them, even though I love clothes, but like you were saying, it's not yours. Like you just have Mm -hmm. to choose from other people's clothing. So it's hard (laughs) and it's not as fun as it might seem but like exactly I loved like thinking of ideas for marketing strategies and like the business part of it and then when it came down to like the photo shoots and the thinking like the shopping for the clothing I don't know I didn't love it which you might be the opposite of me on that sense but like yeah so exactly I was just gonna say I think I I had the opposite approach to it because I loved all of the picking out the stuff and the shoots and the, you know, we would, I would get a bunch of girls and we'd go out to, you know, we'd have like a theme shoot out in a field or, you know, and I loved all of that, but I think maybe we would be great as business partners in yeah. the future because <laughs> we could do those different sides. That's so true. Yeah. You should get a business partner that compliments your weaknesses because <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's like what I loved doing was more of like the business part of it. And then I didn't love the more creative part of it. So that's why I feel like with my new like consulting that I'm trying to start, I feel like yes. it's good because I can like consult you on that and then you can buy the clothes and do all of that. And then I can like tell you how to make it better and how to get people to see You're it. I'm so great at that. I'm so excited to see where that goes and like Thank how you. that takes off. That's right up your alley. You're going to be amazing. Thank you. No, I think that's a huge thing is finding out what you're good at. And that's why I don't view it as like a failure. And obviously you don't either because like we learned so much from it and we learned what we like and what we didn't like. And 
mm-hmm. not many people can say that they actually started something and like took that leap too right oh yeah so yeah no that's definitely something that I was like struggling with but now I feel better about no oh, good you should it, I, I look at as um everything like this as you know such a stepping stone in life mm-hmm. I think that you know he has this God has this plan for us and um although you know everything that we do in our life it might not be like what we're going to do forever in that time you're supposed to learn what you learn from it meet the people you're supposed to meet from it and you know keep going with your life like that's how I look at everything that happens mm-hmm. um 100% I completely agree that everything in life like that was the season that that was meant to happen and now I'm entering a new season and now back to your wedding actually so a little off track but you're planning a wedding and doing YouTube full-time so I know you're saying your mom has mainly been planning it but how has that been? (laughs) I love how you like categorize the two as like two jobs like planning a wedding and doing I feel like it is though like my friend is also getting married and she just it seems like so much work So this is like – I swear my mom needs to be a wedding planner. She does plan stuff for a living. Like she's a um, nursing um, activities director. So, you know, she plans their outings and like plans like little parties for them. And she like – it's – she's really good at it, calling all the people up, being like, hey, I need this this date. Like she's like all about it. So she literally, I feel like, planned this huge wedding in a matter of two weeks (laughs) somehow. Like, all of the big details are already done. Don't ask me how. I just said yes to whatever she did. But it was a lot of fun. I flew back to Nashville. We looked at venues. I've been dress shopping. I saw I started the that video, and you literally look good in every dress and every style. <laughs> You're so sweet. Like, every single one. I, I haven't found anything yet, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and so I'm doing this wedding series on my channel. And I mean, yeah, that was the first video that you saw. And I think it's really going to do well. And everyone's like so excited already. And I can't wait for the bridesmaids video to come I'm out. So oh my excited. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I'm going to. I basically love all of that because I'm going to want all the memories of, you know, the whole process and to be able to look back and see, oh, I remember like going there and looking at dresses there and looking at these venues. So are you going to show your wedding dress on YouTube once you pick one or no? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, "Mm." (laughs) yeah, no, there was actually one dress that I left out of that video um, because I wasn't sure. So yeah, anything that I think might be a possibility, I think I haven't put on and I don't think that one is going to be you know a part of it but yeah we're going again I'm I'm headed to Michigan uh in two days actually to you know football football season (laughs) games so we're gonna go wedding dress shopping again there and then I'm I really want to go in Miami I feel like that would be fun yeah I mean you're so Uh, close you might as well yeah, I think I'm just going to keep try- trying dresses on forever and never pick one. <laughs> like, it's so much fun. I mean, you know, I love fashion. This is like the only part of it that I'm like, I could do this. Make you know, your whole every channel. <laughs> Market now your whole channel. It's just like a wedding dress channel. <laughs> Say yes to the dress. She never says yes to the dress. She just keeps trying them on. Oh, exactly. You're going to have a new market. You're going to have all these brides following you now. Right. And last question is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Oh my goodness. I know this is a hard one. I always include this. 
I was like taking notes on all your questions and then my mom called me and then I didn't get to this last one. <laughs> and that is a very hard one. Um, okay. So, okay. I got a good one. It might not be advice, but it's kind of like my current philosophy. Is that good? Yeah. No, that's totally Okay. Fine. So you know how everyone's always like, just live your best life, living my best life, you know, all of this. Mm-hmm. I think it's really great. And I think everyone, you know, should live their best life. But I also think that it's about living your fullest life because I think there's a lot of people out there that want to know how to live their best life but don't know like, you know, what they can do or where they can begin to, you know, feel better about what they do, their lives and stuff. And I think it's about any opportunity that presents itself, any experience, you know, that into your life Mm -hmm. um, to just say yes to it, to try it, to get out of your comfort zone. And just like take the bull by the horns, you know, try something new. And I think that's what life is about is trying new things, experiencing new things and just bettering your overall wisdom of life, I guess. Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like a lot of people are so scared to take that step, but it's something that you need to like, like you were saying, live your best life and also your fullest one. Of course. Because you're always yeah. – I feel like I never want to live a life with like a regret of, man, I wish I should have done that or I wish I should have started that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we are like where we are is we don't. We don't mm-hmm. ever wonder. We just do it. And uh, I think that's important for people to know. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions and stuff lately too about like how do you move somewhere? And, you know, like you seem so happy and like you've met new people. And it it's exactly that is I'm not – saying no to, you know, getting invited out by strangers to go, you know, hang out or go to a new place to try this. Like, I'm not going to go to the same place every day and eat food because you never know. You might try something that you like better or it's just experiencing every new opportunity that you have um, presented to you in your life. No, I love that. I feel like that's great advice that everyone needs to kind of hear every now and then. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for coming on the podcast. I've literally been meaning to ask you to come on for so, so long. So I'm so glad that we finally did it. No, thank you for having me. I'm very honored, very excited. I can't wait to hear it. And And is there anything that you want to plug, like plug yourself, like your YouTube, your Instagram? Oh my gosh. Can you do that for me? I don't like... (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll have it in the show notes. (laughs) I'm I'm like too... I don't like... um... (laughs) Just shouting myself out. Yeah, you don't take advantage of the self-promotion. You know? I never do. I never do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you're curious, I'll have it in the, in the show notes down below. But thank you again so much. And everyone should go follow Jess. Subscribe to her on YouTube. She won't say it, so I will. And <laughs> at, let her know if you guys came from this podcast. So, Oh, yes. That's good. Thanks, Jess. I'll see you next time. (laughs) Okay, bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you guys loved it, then be sure to give it a review. I would love if I saw a five-star review coming from this specific episode. So if you guys haven't already, do that. And also, make sure that you join the private Facebook page. It's awesome. You guys are just so amazing in there like you talk about business you talk about goals you inspire each other you guys meet up with each other and become friends in new cities and i know this is kind of a time in the beginning of september kind of approaching fall where people are moving there's a lot of life transitions going on you're going to college you're moving for a job 
whatever it is a lot of people are kind of in this stage of transition right now so if you guys are looking for friends in a new city be sure to join that podcast and it's not creepy or anything um but yeah i think that that would be i feel like you guys would really really enjoy that if you guys have not joined already and i just want to say thank you guys so much for listening i will see you guys next monday with another episode of the real real podcast Hey, my name is Lovon Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.